special. So it is the refreshing pardon. I am back in Brooks Bar. So to give you an idea, there's a lot of people now who are quite quiet on a laptop. But I am in the window with one of the best comedians I've seen at the Fringe so far. Tamsin Kelly, hello. Welcome to the Refreshing Podcast. Hello. I can't wait to ruin these people's day. I don't know about <laughs> you. Thanks so much for having me. No, it's all right. Any time. First off, I should say a big Cornish hello because you are from Cornwall. I am. But do you speak it? Do I speak Cornwall? Or Cornwall, yeah, or Cornish. <laughs> I, do speak, I do speak a bit of Cornish, okay. yeah. Have you ever done like a gig in Cornish? Have you ever done it like... I've not done a whole in gig that? in Cornish. I'm not, sadly, I'm not fluent enough. Okay. We'd love to get there, but I know that some comics are and they do, but... Um, yeah, I guess I'm just not patriotic enough. I think that's, yeah, I mean, have I got time? I, mean, I don't, I don't want to let them down, but at the same time, you know, kind of biz, quite busy at the moment. Well, that brings me neatly into this. So star of BBC New Comedy Awards, there's a host of stuff you've done. There's a load of things I want to touch on, but just going back to the show which you were doing last night, I thought uses the use of the stage brilliantly. There's a TV in there. There's a mystery guest, which mm. if you follow you online, you'll probably know what it is, but we'll save it. Yeah. Just to give the plug straight away, 8.40, Pleasant's Courtyard, Bunker One, straight in there. Your show is called Crying in TK Maxx. So for me, it kind of had a theme of dad issues, uh, first crush, which might have something to do with the mystery guest, and how men have shaped your life amongst other things. So do you want to give us a quick overview of Crying in TK Maxx? Really what I wanted to do with the show is just make a show that I would want to watch and so it's got, you know, it's got a bit of everything, right? I don't yeah. I don't like things that go on too long, so I'm done with that bit, move on. You know, it's got a bit of, like, stagecraft. It's got other people coming in. It's got jokes. It's got a bit of drama. It's got a good... I think it's got a good narrative thread. Yeah, it has. No yeah. one's actually disagreed with me. I say that like I've got people to argue with, but no, <laughs> if anyone dares, no I'm ready. <laughs> um, you know, I wanted to make something that was really, really truthful. Yeah, I wanted to make what I would want to see, and I, I've achieved that, so I'm really happy with it. In terms of the themes of it, I try not to use the term daddy issues. It just places the emphasis on the problem being mine, whereas like, <laughs> I think the problem is definitely his, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. But it's definitely about how men have shaped my life, and I, I come across some footage of my father who I've not seen in a long time I see him on TV that's kind of the event that sparks off the reason for making the show so is it a kind of case of having that moment what you discovered on a night out or when you got in and you put the telly on late almost kind of going right that is the moment and then pedaling back a little bit totally. from that yeah I've kind of started at the end and gone like what what is this <laughs> and and worked backwards in time in a, a very hilarious fashion kind of jumping in and out of various different things just taking you back I know your first fringe was this 2019 was it your first yeah. fringe so before that if the research is right well your is your background working in like communication comms oh interesting uh, how'd you find that oh <laughs> I know it all I also know your sort code and account number but we'll come to that later. Uh, get anything from google these days, <laughs> yeah obviously yeah um yeah I used to work I, I did seven years in a call center what else did I do worked for Greenpeace for a bit I mean I've really done a bit of everything I did some catering with Michael Fielding from the Mighty Boosh um, <laughs> I've, yeah I've done it all but yeah I did do comms for a while yeah so what was the jump between the kind of comms to the comedy then well I was trying to act at that time and I managed to in that comms job and you know thankfully the company has been disbanded now and rightly so um, but I <laughs> Nothing to do with me. I'm going to say, yeah, there was or a long pause was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I managed to get myself into a position where I had my own team and my own sort of like fish tank office with a computer that faced the wall. Teach myself how to write comedy 
when I was supposed to be working. I just didn't think the work was that necessary, so I just didn't <laughs> do it. Well, this is it, because when you strip it back, there is a lot of, like, real life. I assume there probably was in the 2019 show and all the rest of it, and it is very, very real and very honest. And another thing you've sort of said as well, kind of outside the show, again, through a bit of research, you spent a lot of money to be here and to be a part of Edinburgh at the Fringe this year. Yeah. Do you kind of think, I mean, I don't want to be too personal and say how much, but it's up to you if you want to say, but it is a case of kind of going from a working class background that I would class myself as working class. I think you can be working class and also very hard working. I think those two can go side to side. But do you really think like it almost pushes people out of that loop? Because, oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. It's an embarrassing amount of money to spend. I mean, I don't mind telling you because it is in print and it's um, I think about eight grand and counting probably is yeah. what I'd say. You're describing this as like the cost of a wedding-ish. Yeah, well, I'm cheap. So yeah, the cost of a wedding. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't love anyone that much. But <laughs> I, uh, it's embarrassing actually to the point where like I'm very funny about my friends and family watching what I make because they know it's cost me a lot and it's yeah. it puts you in this place of like, well, I back the work that I'm making to the point where I would spend the cost of a wedding on it. That's a kind of contentious position to be in with yourself, let alone with your nearest and dearest. So, yeah, of course it puts working class people off. Back in lockdown, I was on benefits. Like, yeah. to try and come back and do this is really hard. So if you have one bad show, you're like, this has been a complete waste of money. <laughs> and, but I'm very lucky I've had really nice ones. So. Yeah, it was honestly... Money well spent. It's almost a case of saying it shouldn't put anybody off. And particularly with your idea. And when I sat down yesterday, from the minute you start right through until the minute I left the hour went like that so oh, there's, gorgeous. there's and also for the fact that you have to believe in what you're saying hopefully agree with this a lot of what you're going through in terms of obviously if it's spending loads of money or seeing mates get married and stuff that surely just feeds the whole show in itself for you to get stories in and around that if need be funny things go on which can feed the narrative of what you're saying yeah I think it's really important to have lived a bit of a life like totally like that's kind of what I'm learning about is the positive about my background is that I've got loads of stuff to talk about like I literally can't shut up so (laughs) and I'm talking about things that other people aren't talking about you know I'm talking about shoplifting I'm talking about accidentally taking drugs to jury duty okay I've done the top lines of some things now but like you know other people ain't talking about those things and that's because their lives aren't a mess you know so like I may as well get something out of it you know like and I don't mind being honest I think I love to watch honest shows like I that's what I want when I go and watch a show I want someone to show me the ugly side of them and I think that's what I do in the in the show so yeah there was one bit and again I always kind of hate sort of kind of want you to feel like you've got to give the whole show away so I always like trying to keep a little bit back but there was one story which and again this is the way I thought you brilliantly make use of the stage you were on the sort of stool or bench or whatever and let's just say there's a routine where your bum is facing the audience you are you know you are you're facing the opposite way if that makes sense yeah connected with a whole brilliant story about arseholes is the only way to make it describe it I was thinking last night and I thought the whole thing was brilliant watching as well because I love when you're seeing a comedian act things out it adds that whole new dimension and you don't even have to say anything on the mic to get the laugh no. Um, you need to go and see your show to understand why you are having your bum facing the audience <laughs> <laughs> in the nicest possible way. But there was a story which I was reminded about and a friend of mine's a doctor 
when she was training, she was working with one of her friends, and this might kind of give you a very rough sort of idea of, of the theme here. There was working as you have to do training in an STI clinic. Her friend was being chatted up as she was sorting out warts on someone's dick. Midway through that, she was basically being chatted up saying, after this, do you maybe want to swap numbers and stuff like that? That's the kind of thing, isn't it? Those real-life experiences, maybe with a little bit of sparkle and dust on top. There's so many things I wanted to ask you, like, has that happened or what has happened that you couldn't really say in the show? Is there anything which is kind of banked waiting to go further down the line? Because the story connected with the arse, <laughs> or your arse, and the one about the headline of the drugs, shall we say, I just thought they were brilliant. Oh, but thank you. Is there anything else which you think, oh, do you know what, that almost seems too fanciful, it can't go in? Firstly, whoever that guy was with the warts it, that is an excellent health contingency plan yep. like that is stunning but I um, <laughs> yeah those are just things that have happened to me in the past year uh, right, so okay. they're not, it's brilliant. not like old material where this is what I'm saying where you know sometimes comics will give me advice or you don't want to burn all of these things and I'm like I can't explain to you how many there are like they're just those are just things that have happened in the last year I'm sure if I've thought back yep. you know I'd, uh, I'd come up with a lot more but I haven't had to a relatively new stand up I haven't had to look that far back yet so there's yeah there's plenty more to come like my life's a constant chaos you know it's been it's been uncomfortable it continues to be uncomfortable and I'll use that to try and provide myself some level of future comfort I think that's the idea yeah and speaking of comfort there's someone who provides a lot of comfort during the show the mystery guest if, if you want to name him you can do if you want to keep it teasing anyone who's listening who wants to come and see the show but there is a very special guest who bombards in at some stage yeah and there's a connection is that like a comfort thing going back to childhood kind of going totally totally and I think we all just need to be honest that Mr Blobby is having a cultural resurgence you've named him him. Uh, he's having a huge cultural resurgence and uh, and I think there's lots of different reasons for that but for me it definitely is that pull to childhood and that you know my childhood wasn't very comfortable and there are a few few things that bring me that level of comfort but that is one and you know I think that's one of the smartest things I've ever done is no matter how my show goes I know that that's coming for me, you know? And I feel it's fine to say that because I have posted it all online. I got okay. too excited. So, <laughs> so the, the I. secret's out. And it's worth coming to see just for that, I think. The, there's a video online of him going around food shopping, which no. I don't know if you've ever... I was thinking this yesterday. I was like, I need to show you. After the interview, I'll, if you hang around for two minutes, I'll show you. How do we link this up? How do we... How There must be something we well, can do. Well, you've got a telly, do you know what I mean? I'll uh, drop it to you. Not oh that it's God. saved on my phone because that would just be a bit weird but there's loads he goes shopping he goes on holiday when you were talking about his wife know it all oh yeah, yeah. great so let's um, get him back let's yeah, get him back i think so yeah you should did you not bid on that big thing on ebay when it was like uh, yeah, 30, no, I did see 30, that yeah 35 grand i mean i don't know if you've got that on deal uh, uh, on deal yeah bed, but. no i mean that's a lot of weddings isn't it um <laughs> or a lot of uh Drugs through court. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and no, I got an 80 quid one from Amazon. <laughs> okay, that's it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool though. The people who are in it as well, I actually know one of the guys who are in it because. Liam with Nail. Uh, Liam with Nail, yeah. He was so. excellent. Yeah. yeah. He We've was... had some excellent blobbies. It's, it's the new Hamlet. It's interesting to say, see what everyone brings to the piece. It's almost like this is a, a whole like. It's uh, really become a thing. Finally, just to kind of sum it up a little bit here. <laughs> so, like I've said, very real, very honest. The aspects of what you're learning from the fringe this year to what you might kind of put in the future. And again, 
the fact that all this has happened more or less in the last 12 months to you, do you have that desire to want to go, obviously, this show is everything being sort of fed into the sponge of thinking of doing it next year? Um, I wouldn't do a full the full run next year. I think it's really unfair to get comedians to turn an excellent show around in a year yeah. amongst all the other things that we have to do. I think it's fine to do a work in progress and then bring a finished show every two years. I think that's more acceptable. So that's probably what I'll do. Okay. Not a very funny answer, but... No, no, it, it's got to be. It's got to be honest as well. That's it. Absolutely. Uh, what I'll just end up doing is kids shows, which yeah, really... <laughs> sooty and sweet. <laughs> yeah, just have to keep the drug stories to myself. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat. I oh. wish you all the best. Genuinely, it's one of the best shows I've seen yesterday, ah, and I genuinely great. mean that. And Thank like, you. Uh, oh. and the use of the stage, I have to say, is genius thank you it really is and it was seamless with the technicals so Samson Kelly it's crying in TK Maxx 20 to 9 throughout the run ends 27th of August at Bunker 1 which is the Pleasant Courtyard um, Tamsin, give your socials a plug as well if you want. Yeah, I'm just Tamsin, T-A-M-S-Y-N, Kelly on everything. Get the girlies in. That's what I'm saying about this show. Get the Prosecco girlies in because they are the ones that are, are loving it, I think. And bring your blokes because they deserve it. Tamsin, I wish you well. Thank you very oh, much. Thanks Thank so you. much. Cheers. Summer Refreshed.